Coffee Taco Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to the Melanade Way. That's April. I'm Linda. We are covering all things 90 Day Fiance UK. We are catching up and we're almost there, you guys. We're doing episode nine and 10 today. Uh, I know that uh, the tell there's going to be a tell-all. If you didn't know, now you know. Uh, and it's supposed to be spicy. It's supposed to be like so drama-filled. I'm excited for it. Uh, we'll do a little housekeeping. Bottom of the screen, you can see where you can support the show. Uh, you know, we're doing, we're in the midst of a writers and after strike, and that is affecting my life. So if you feel so led, please feel free everywhere you can at Linda's So Girly, as well as there are super chat and super stickers available. Shout out to the live chat. Uh, how do I say that? Sharui, Sharui. Yay, caught a live. Well, welcome. We're happy to have you. Yeah. Um, what else did I want to say? April? You want to say how excited you are to see me again? I'm so, I'm always excited to see you. <laughs> always. And I am very thankful for you, for your flexibility, for all the things. Because, you know, sometimes you guys, as you know, life has been lifing over here. And it has not been a, any type of set kind of schedule over on this end. But, you know, I got to keep on that grind until things settle down in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. uh, that being said, uh, I'll leave that up on the bottom of the screen for a little bit. And uh, what were your thoughts on overall thoughts, episodes nine and 10? I, I really enjoy, I, I said it before, sorry to be a broken record. I really am enjoying the couples on here. They're, they're progressing. They're moving. We get to see things happening with them, you know? Oh, Sharui is a Canadian just like us. <laughs> you know, I was talking about you the other day. <laughs> talking about you the other day. Actually, just yesterday uh, to a friend of mine. <laughs> yes, the Canadians are in the house. Uh, I, I absolutely love the UK version. I definitely think that I do have some fan fav or some favorites. Um, and I think they are fan favorites, but there are also people that I'm just like, oh, there's a lot of red flags there. And just like the basic relationship, perfect pronunciation. <laughs> oh my goodness. Aw, thanks, Becca. Thank you. I'm feeling a rock, I'm feeling a little rock star-ish today. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm loving it. And, uh, I think just like how we talked about match me abroad, it is refreshing to just really see couples that are like trying to make it through life stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. All right, let's jump into it. Jose and Louise mm -hmm. and Jesse, cause I, I just love her son. Uh, <laughs> overall thoughts on their, their segment. Um, I'm still kind of like not understanding what is happening? <laughs> I know, just... Can I just tell you all the math is not mathing for me and I'm just having a hard time with this whole situation, but we'll try to work through it. So he failed the English test and uh, which is like an A1 test that we learned about last week through April that, you know, there is an English requirement um, to get your visa in the UK. And we find out that he not just failed he failed miserably i have never in all in all my life and all the schooling that i've had never have gotten 20 percent on the test i not haven't either 
20%. So he needs a 60% to pass. Um, and uh, so that's where they are. They're stressing out about that, right? Because he's really got to work on his English. Now, she's all stressed out about it. So she's going to meet with her friend, Ange. And when she meets with her friend, Ange April, this is where I'm like, I don't understand the time frame. So there's a couple of things I want to ask you. So he's on a tourist visa. I thought the tourist visa was for 60 days. That was my impression too. So this, the time period does not make sense. I think we're right. Okay. Because if the, if you guys, and like, hear me out. So if the tourist visa is for 60 days, she went over to Colombia for 10 days, got married, right? Allegedly had never met him before in real life. They just spent, you know, 18 hours on the phone. They spend 10 days together and then immediately, like a day or two later, they both leave to go to the UK. Am I correct in saying that, April? That's what I thought that so they then, showed us. So then even if he was six, there for 60 days, how is she 23 weeks pregnant? Because that's what she says to her friend, Ange. Yeah, I, I, I definitely need some questions asked about this at the tell-all if it's going to make sense if they just want to leave it a mystery that's fine but if they want it to make sense to us there's a lot of questions that need to be asked i mean are there still not four weeks in a month <laughs> because i mean so much is changing in life we're just doing whatever we want to do nowadays that maybe i'm mistaken but 23 weeks pregnant 10 days in columbia another 60 days in the uk like i i mean their situation is is curious to me because I would also want to understand. She keeps on saying that he has to leave and then apply for the spousal visa, and I have not been able to understand why they can't apply for the spousal visa now because they are already married. Which I don't understand, and I was going to ask you because um, Rebecca and Christian have the fiance visa, right? So he gets to be there for six months. But if they got married in Colombia, why could they not file for the spousal visa before they left? I, I, I'm very confused about why. Maybe there might be some reason. Maybe she didn't have the money to do it at that time. Um, but I don't understand it because we're looking at Mercy and Mike mm -hmm. getting ready to have uh, their, their legal wedding. And then they're going to do the spousal visa if they make it that far. Yeah. So I, I'm very confused on why Jose is in this situation. There might be something in his background that we simply don't know about. Well, and we do know that he, they, she said that they got denied the visa twice, right? The, the fiance visa twice. That's why she had to go there and get married originally in the first place. So still, the math is not mathing for me. I'm really trying to figure it out. I don't like things that don't make sense. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm sitting here investing my time and energy. Can you make it make sense, please? Yeah. So <clears throat> um, let's talk a little bit about Jesse. So Jesse doesn't like Jose, thinks Jesse, excuse me, Jesse thinks Jose is super lazy. Um, Louise wants to say he's quote unquote laid back, but like I'm laid back. <laughs> There's a little bit of a difference about what I'm seeing on this screen here. Um, and 
Jesse doesn't really believe in the relationship, doesn't like him, doesn't think it's going to work out, thinks it's like all just like a little bit of a big mess. And, you know, I don't, I feel like he might not be wrong. They are moving really, really quickly. And again, you know, wouldn't it be a plot twist if it wasn't his baby, April? I mean, if the math is not math, then all of a sudden you're 23 weeks pregnant. Like, come on now. If she was going to manufacture someone to be the father of her child, why would she choose him? Well, I mean, I have a lot of questions about their entire relationship, but I mean. I'm with Jesse. I'm with Jesse. And and Jesse actually is being very nice from my perspective. Yeah. He could be a lot more hostile about somebody additional being in the home where he's the only person working. Yeah. Exactly. And, and and that's another question. If we're going to talk about the tell-all, what is it exactly? Because we know that Jose thinks like he's a performer, international superstar, like Usman, a.k.a. Soldier Boy. Um, and then Louise, like, what I know you said that she does some modeling or something. Lingerie modeling for plus-size women. Okay, but like, what else does she do? That is the only thing that I gathered from her Instagram that she does. Um, If there's something else that she does, it is not there because I specifically went and looked after we talked about it. But I've been watching this UK show called Council House. Have you ever seen it? Mm -mm. So it's like you can go to a council for whatever your... They don't call it parish. Like they they have another word for neighborhood. And you can basically be like, I'm homeless and I want to apply for a council house and they may or may not, depending on your circumstances, put you in a nice apartment or a nice house for like 19 pounds a month. Um, anyway, so like I'm watching the show and I, I'm like, it's not our business, our socioeconomic status, but I'm like, is she in a council house? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, we don't know. There are a lot of questions about this, this couple that just don't know. Anyway, so they're having a barbecue in the back. And I just thought it was interesting that Jesse, the child, who's, you know, he's not a child, but he's he's the one that's doing all the work. All of it. Barbecuing, he's serving the family. Jose's not doing anything. And, you know, goes to his understanding, I would think that Jose is 100% late. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. How how can he sit there as a grown man and just let Jesse do all the cooking? Yeah. All the barbecuing. Yep. Like even in, in, in your, if you're going to be a chauvinist kind of guy that you don't have to do any of the cooking, barbecuing is still in the man field. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. It That's was what I was trying me. to say. What, what exactly is it that you're doing? Like, what are you bringing to the table, Jose? Because you clearly are not doing anything. And I would think that that could be a bonding moment for them where they're like, you know, Growing it up with the grill, 
But no, this fool is just sitting there chilling, chilling, chilling. This would piss me off so bad. Listen, it all pissed me off. If either one of my parents had done that to me, brought somebody around like that, we would fight every single day. There's no way I would be able to just maintain my composure. I mean, my oldest sister brought someone home one time that she was dating, and I made hamburger helper. I was in high school. And when I came back to get my seconds, he'd eaten the rest of it, and I yelled at him. I don't get it. We're cool so, now. We're cool now. Hankle Mike, but. <laughs> so but I couldn't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So he's sitting there doing nothing, just eating, stuffing his face. And the part that made me laugh the most, April, is the fact that Jesse and his mom were having a full on conversation about Lou, um, Jose in front of his face. Exactly. In front of it, how he's lazy, he doesn't do anything, all the things. And I just laughing because I was like, it's clear to me that he's not understanding anything that you're saying. And then the fact that she thinks that he understands her because the son will say something to the mom and the mom will be like, hey, Jose, he's talking to you. Well, right. yeah, he's talking to, he's talking to you, but he's talking exactly. at you because he didn't, you don't know. Like, you can talk slower you can break it down, but he's still not understanding. It's not. She just kept going, you know, it's serious, eh? Important. Important. Serious. You know it, right? Right. So, like, the whole how she talks to him as if she, she's the, he's the only one that understands her. Like, you're not translating anything. You're suddenly speaking perfect English, and you're just saying the exact same thing as you look at him in his face and he's just looking at you. So she's trying to say that, hey, this is a serious conversation. It's really, really important. And the only word that he picked up was important. And he said like <laughs> 10 times, important, important, important. Yeah. Now so here's good. the other thing. You guys all know, I was having this conversation yesterday and I totally won't get into the, like the whole paper plates and plastic forks <laughs> and all that, that stuff. But I will talk about this etiquette thing because so Jose's going to sit there and not help barbecue, not be on the grill, not do shit. And then Jesse serves him the, his, the burger, right? His burger is ready. What does Jose do, April? I don't even, did he immediately bite it? I don't know. He remember. immediately starts eating. Yeah. No one else's plate is served. No one else's food is ready. He doesn't wait for them. He doesn't, so that you can all eat together. This fool just cooked for you, grilled for you. You can't wait till everyone can eat together as a family. No, he cannot. I just thought that was so selfish. I was like, there is no etiquette. He has clearly had no home training, and that wouldn't go down in my family at all. This was not a surprise. He ate all through the pregnancy announcement. Oh, <laughs> I was so irritated by that. <laughs> my note literally says, did he start eating his burger without everyone else? Yeah. And then wants to flip it and say, but he loves family. He's all about family. And now that he's changed, he's not a single man anymore. He's married. Family is everything. Stop it. Stop it. So he's practicing his English uh, because, you know, he's got to take this test again. He's got to get 60%. So he is doing all the ways, right? And we all learn different ways. So he's talking on the phone in English to family members of, of, Louise's, he's reading, even children's book, which I thought was a really great idea, right? Just like yeah, the basics. 
Um, he's listening to audiobooks. And then she decides that uh, she's hungry. So she's going to send them to the chicken store. And her list, April, I was like, I get you're eating for two, but that list was outrageous. Half A half chicken, medium spice, chicken wing, five peas, a veggie wrap, chips, and it goes on and on and on and on. And what does Jose do? Because, you know, he's an entertainer. He sings it and says, I bring you chicken. Hey, Crystal. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, Susu. Um, I made that up for you. <laughs> so he writes his little list. He goes there. And I always think it's so interesting how, you know, anytime they go anywhere in public, any establishment, that person who's working just gets a verbal diary on them. They get to know everything that's happening in their life. He's got this whole list, trying to work it out. And then he talks about his test that he's taking and the guy's like, well, you know, good luck on your test, all the things. Everywhere you go, there's a therapist. <laughs> all right, so it's test day. Um, and he said some things and I, it was just gibberish. Like, <laughs> do you remember that when he, it's his test day and he's like to camera, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand any of what he was saying. I didn't get the gist of what he was going for there. And I thought, did you not just take your English test? <laughs> like, I don't know. What is happening it, right now? It made me wonder because I'm obsessed with that show that I just told you about Council House. Crystal's probably seen it at Council House. Like the people that come on there, whenever they don't get the house they want, they start railing against immigrants. And I'm like, I wonder when they watch this show if they're like, like Jose is a perfect example. I was like, what are you what even they saying? <laughs> and you know what's crazy to me is that clearly the producers didn't care because normally they, <laughs> like you could just do like subtitles on the bottom or you could just like say, what did you say? <laughs> like no one cares. He's just talking to talk. Oh Lord, stop it. They just wanted to... Now I'm starting to wonder if there is a producer-fueled conspiracy to make him look unintelligent. Uh, maybe, but he's he's doing a, a he's doing a lot of the heavy lifting for them though on his own. <laughs> so he doesn't know he's passed, um, which is like BS because he did know, right? So he pretended. So he comes home to Louise and was like, oh, all sad, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And they look together, he's passed. And this is the only funny thing so far, and we're in episode nine on uh, by this time, where I thought he was actually funny. So in English, he says, hello, I speak good English. Excuse <laughs> me, English? What is your problem? Do you need a cup of tea and some biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I thought that was hilarious. I thought a lot of the things he was saying was funny. The like basic sentences that you learned in English are so different because they're British. So like the the tea and crumpet sentence really cracked me up because it's a part of their like basic English. Yeah, yeah. So. 
Jose has to go back to Colombia, but like we talked about a little bit earlier, we all don't really understand why he has to go back to start the visa process. And then I was going to ask you, you know, why when they got married, did they not before they left apply for the, the spousal visa? I do not know. Literally, the only thing I could guess was that she didn't have the money to do it then. But there's, I, I don't see any other reason why they would not have applied for it before or they wouldn't just do what Mercy is doing and apply for it after he arrived. Yeah, it's very weird because, like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. A lot of this is not making sense. So, as he's getting ready to uh, leave, I want to talk about this. So, you guys, I need to eat my words because I literally believed that that was a wig. I didn't believe that that was his hair. So, I'm going to go ahead and take back all the mean things I said about snatching the wig off his head since it's his, his own hair. I'm shocked. The other thing that it's going to sound a little um, terrible of me to say, but I'm going to say it in anyways because I was thinking it. So here we see Louise uh, doing Jose's hair. Now, I'm just trying to figure out, April, how a woman who has like a 20-something-year-old mixed-race child who clearly has you know, black hair. How do you not know how to do hair? Because when I saw this, I the way she's holding the comb, the way she's holding the, the fro down, I thought, oh, she's going to do a little something. She knows what she's doing. She has experience because she has a full-grown child for 20 years. At least 10 of them, she had to do that child's hair. But then I was like, oh, wait. That is the wrong photo. I was like, this is this is what happened? You went this? This is what you did? What what I'm just trying to figure out what's happening here. Because I have to tell you that this looks worse than ever. Like it looks like it's about to mat up in the back. I don't understand how how what like what april help me because i'm a loss of words right now i don't think i can help you because i don't understand what is happening um what was she doing oiling his scalp okay so you're gonna oil the scalp at least part like parishion it out and then do a little something i don't understand like did you literally just put a, a, a few last thick scrunchies in it and you didn't even make them even so he's got a little bobble head on the top and then a big mat in the back and that's supposed to be the look and then what what's like with the 1960s bump in the front like i'm just trying to figure out what is exactly happening here you have a full-on black child you have to a be black a mama you have a black grandmama what what no one taught you to do hair to be honest, one of her her parent or her grandparent was probably dealing with their son's hair. Or he was just walking around looking like a lot of mixed race kids walk around looking when they have white moms. 
you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Let me see him out in the wild. I think that this is outrageous. Now I got to show you the last photo, and I, I'm sorry that they're out of order. I got to find it. Um. Yeah, this is this is how she sent him to his English test. And this is exactly how you see some mixed race kids out in the wild. <laughs> Pineapple can, Express said can, the struggle ponytail. <laughs> you can look at you can generally look and tell if it's black and white interracial as opposed to other mixes, if they have a white mama or a black mama. Crystal said, but she had a boy, she could have just kept his hair low, cut low. So or she just had somebody else that was taking care of it. Okay, but then don't come out, don't come out with the lotions and the potions. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't come out on international TV with all the things acting like you're about to do something because what you came up with actually made me mad. Maybe we've not seen these in order. Maybe this event, this photo we're looking at right now, happened after he came home from the English test. No, no. <laughs> I took the photos, the screenshots in the order that I saw them. Okay, I, like, I saw this and I was like, oh, she's about to do a little something. Maybe she's going to put a few cornrows in and lay, you know, put the plaits in and lay that hair down, right? So that he lo he's looking a little, you know, kept. But that's not what happened, April in the order that it happened instead this same outfit april is how she let him leave the house and then now that i look at it you see the little scrunchy elastic things that are in her hair from like the 80s look where you just do like Ch -ch -ch. i'm gonna need some answers immediately well they both have odd style Oh, so are we talk we're saying this is a style now, April? I mean we we've seen her a few episodes now and we see the things that she likes to wear. I think that what she likes and what she likes for him to look like is very different from what we would like. I don't know. I don't I'm, know what else to say about this. I'm people. confused. If y'all know in the live chat, hit me up because I am very, very confused. I'm very <laughs> I rather just, you know what, go with the fro than whatever whatever this is supposed to be. Because this looks ridiculous. An afro pump pony. pony. <laughs> there was no need for that little sprite in the back. And like, how do you get such a small little pony with all that hair he has on his head? I did. It's just not making sense. It's because you have whatever that hump is. Why did? Listen, listen, y'all. I have too many questions, and there's going to be no answers, obviously. And then the other part that was shocking to me is when she was washing his hair. You, you do you want to say something, April? Oh no! Oh okay. Well, I will then. When she was washing his hair, and then she made it into this weird Afro volcano, y'all. I'm just gonna tell you this for as a black woman with Afro hair, that is not how you wash Afro hair. Okay, 
you, you, you got to get deep into it. There's going to be some sectioning going on. You got to get deep into the scalp or it gets all dry. You know, just like slightly just put a little shampoo and, you know, sorry, not sorry. It's not white hair. So it's not just going to be like, woo, all no. of a sudden it's all shampooed up. Let me just make a volcano and boom, it's clean. What's happening? And then it I don't even wash my hair all together anymore. It's sectioned first. Like to be. And he has way more hair than me. Yeah, because it mats up. You can, like, and if you want to really get your scalp clean, which is the purpose, you're want to you're washing your scalp, not your actual hair. Then washing it like a tornado is not gonna get you there. But they're about to have a baby, and um, <laughs> I hope one of them chooses to learn a little bit more about. Everything, everything. I need you to learn all the things because what's going to happen is Jesse, who's the only person that seems to have a little sense in this little family, is going to end up raising that kid and it's not his kid. So you two need to, I don't know, do some things. Go on YouTube, watch some YouTube videos, figure that shit out immediately. How embarrassing. But he's, but he's not going to. He's not. I, I just don't see him suddenly changing his behavior and being helpful to the baby. That's so sweet. Hi, That's so nice. Thank you. See, so says, I can see it now. Jose won't be helping with the baby. He's just going to be sit there and he do won't. nothing. Have you ever met someone who was lazy before a baby came and then suddenly they got involved and helpful after never. the baby? I've never. never seen that scenario occur. Never, ever. So um, he's he's packing to leave, going back to Columbia, and she takes him to the, to the airport. They say their goodbyes, and boom, he is off to home again. All right, we're moving on because that's really literally all that happened in two episodes with them. I I want to say this off the top, okay? I love to support women and I love to support black women. And so it it's going to hurt my heart for all the things I'm going to say about Tion. So I just want to say that off the bat because I think she's terrible. And I'm trying to blame it on the fact that she's only 21 and those 20 somethings right now, like what are they, Gen Z? Is that the is that the name we're going with for the 20 year old? Whatever it is, like y'all have y'all. I'm trying to blame it on that because I don't know what else to say that makes her so terrible. And she's terrible, you guys. She's like terrible i will find something nice to say about her and then i will join you in the terrible parade okay what's the nice thing you're gonna say i think the nice thing to say about her is that at 20 something she's a young 20 um thank you too to be flare.etsy.com thank you um my nice thing to say about tian is at that age, I was not as willing to say what I like and what I didn't like. And so the nice thing I'll say about her is that 
she is very vocal about what she likes and she doesn't like. And that's great for a young woman to have uh, at this day and age. Now, let's move on with the terrible party. <laughs> Crystal says she has cute outfits. I'll go with that. She has really cute outfits. See, I actually don't agree with that. Again, again, I say I must not understand money because I don't understand what she's wearing. Linda, maybe production is asking her to play the villain. I mean, I think she's horrible, but I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe she's playing it very well. She she would get definitely an Emmy or an Oscar, some type of performance award for this. Because she's playing it very well, the villain. All right, she's en route to the Dominican Republic. She's staying in an apartment with David. And what was weird that I wasn't really clear on is that it it's an Airbnb. And I'm like, well, if she's moving to the Dominican Republic, why would she not stay with him in his place so that they could really see what life was going to be like? What were your thoughts on that? I thought that there must have been some problem with being able to film there. So they had to get something else. I, I, if he's short on money, why would he just choose to spend money on something else? Right? So it had to be like, like there have to be some requirements. I'm assuming, I don't know, you know television production. There have to be some requirements where they tell you, you know, for you to be on the show, for us to film in your location, you have to be able to have, like, provide X, Y, and Z, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, Tian tells us like a million times that she loves to shop. So let's just get that out of the way. She loves to shop. And uh, she's looking forward to going to paradise. And David is excited for her to arrive, but he's a little worried because it's going to be different than what she's used to, which is it's like more of a rural, isolated area. Um, and so he's worried, like, will she like it? Because she's really high maintenance. And when I say she's really high maintenance, she's really high maintenance. And I still don't understand why. Like, what is it she bringing to the table? Is she is she independently wealthy? Does she come from old money? Like, I'm, I need to know why she thinks that she's all that and everything is, should be high class. Like, what? I, I, they didn't ever give us a genesis of where the money was coming from. Mom just said that she went to school and like, Chanel shoes or, or something like that. They didn't really tell us where the money was coming from. And we didn't see it. We didn't see like a big lavish house or anything. I, I, I was, con I'm confused about the source of her being rich yeah, and same. having rich tendencies because I just don't see it on her body. I don't see it in her hairstyle. I don't see it in her earrings. I, I don't, I don't understand. Same. Same girl, same. Okay, so <clears throat> she flies to the Dominican Republic and you guys, however you feel about all the things, Dominican Republic is paradise, okay? It's a be beautiful, doesn't matter where you go, it's beautiful. And so I just wanna throw that out there because I got so sick of all the things with her that I was just like, I really think that she's misportraying a lot of the stuff. So 
she arrives at the airport. Um, David didn't meet her at the airport because he doesn't have a vehicle. There, there, where there's a will, there's a way. He could have made it to the airport. Dude, that taxi, quote unquote, taxi that she took is the same taxi that took them to the restaurant and took them to the beach, all the things. It's a friggin' production. We saw that production vehicle on all the other 90 days. So stop playing. So you could have easily picked him up in the production vehicle and made a whole thing. But yeah. we're going to make it so like he's so povo that he couldn't meet her at the airport. Mm -hmm. How long have you been planning this, y'all? Like, whatever. So uh, she takes the taxi to his place. And they're excited. They're together again. They talk about how they have a spicy relationship and they just love each other and they can't get enough of each other. And um, at this point, it's like, I felt like they were both being super cheesy, but then I also felt they were being really, really surface. And I feel like for people that are thinking about getting married, especially at this such young age, it was a lot of just surface. Like, we look good and we're like, oh, we're having all you know what? You have a spicy relationship because you're 21 and 24. I mean, you're going to spend 90% of the time in the bed anyway. So like, what else is there? You know what I mean? Like show me some substance that this is going to be able to last long-term. I don't know. That's just my thought. No, I, I agree. They did. If there was an award for like best kiss of the couples, they had a real ass kiss. Yeah, definitely. They definitely did. And, her jumping on him, all the things again, 21, 24, you know, <laughs> to be expected. Uh, we hear from, so then this is another thing that is not making sense to me. So she's supposedly highfalutin, has all the monies. She says that she's lucky that she can work remotely. Well, what is it exactly that you do? Because I could have sworn you said that you work in retail. That is what she said. She said she worked in retail. So what remote job does she have now? That's what I'm trying to say. Is it possible that Jose has hair that isn't really black, just but just curly and no, Mona. Babes, we saw the naps. Yeah, Mona, no. But I love the question, but no. He's got afro hair. Afro hair. Um, and just for the record, he is black, a black man. He's Afro-Latino, but his race is black. Um, okay. So she says that uh, right away, she has high expectations. For C for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. Facts, Crystal. Facts. Okay, so she gets there. She hasn't even been there for 10 minutes, y'all. And she is already talking about what her high expectations are, what she likes and doesn't like. And she doesn't like people who pick their nose, which is like super random as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. She likes everything to be clean, clean, clean. Doesn't want the toilet sleet up and all the things. And I'm like, well, for someone who's 21 who's never lived with a man before... Where is all this coming from? I don't know. And then she got on the bed with her dirty airport clothes. So facts. I was just about to say that. So you're all highfalutin and you 
you traveled for more than 20 hours and you jumped on the bed with all your nasty we've talked about this before i just i feel like again the math is not mathing if you're so fancy pants then your actions are going to need to show in you being so highfalutin you know what i think a highfalutin person would do in this situation they would have researched where they were going and sent ahead of them their wardrobe or some other things to be there when they got there. Like, it, isn't that highfalutin? Yeah. Right? Yeah. They would have investigated what is around me because I love shopping. Right? Yeah. Right? They would have converted money and they would have realized, oh, after the conversion, David really doesn't have that much money. That, and I mean, plan a day trip. If you're so like, I need to shop all day, every day, research where there's somewhere that you can shop, plan a day trip for your soon to be fiance and make that happen for yourself. Right. Cause that's what you do when you're back in the UK. Um, yeah. The luggage on the bed thing, gross. Absolutely. 100% agree with you. Um, so I don't know. I just, I feel like she's just so, so shallow. Like I'm having a hard time with all of it. So they're getting ready. Is this when they're getting ready to go out? Yeah. So they're getting ready to go out. They're sharing the mirror in the bathroom and both just like looking at it themselves. And it just felt very, like a very shallow moment to me. And she's like, you're hogging the mirror. And, 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 you know, I'm a princess, so I need to look gorgeous. I need to take my time. And then he's like, hurry up. And she's like, talk to me with respect. Well, how about you respect the fact that he planned a romantic date? He told you what time it was going to be. And you're just doing whatever you want because you're being selfish. And what is the whatever you want? Let me just hate train for a second. If I'm spending tons of time in the mirror, when I turn around, you are going to see a flawless face, babe. I'm going to be beat to the gods. What is she doing? I'm trying to figure it out, April. All my freckles will be gone. They're not freckles, they're moles. All my moles will be gone. No. 20, 25 minutes. What does she need to be in the mirror for? I'm just confused about everything. Same. Same. So for the second time, she tells us she loves shopping. So he's planned this whole romantic evening in the Dominican Republic. He's going to take her out to dinner. She says she's looking out the, the car window and all she sees is rural and she's not liking it. And it looks like there's nothing around and she's not impressed with what she's seeing. He explains to her that uh, Sosa, am I saying that right? Susa? I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. Um, is not safe at night. And what does she flip that to, to mean? She's saying it's not safe at all. So she can't leave the apartment ever. No, he didn't say that. If you had your yeah, listening right. ears on, he said that there is, you know, some crime in the area, just like any other city. There are areas where 
you probably don't want to hang out as a female by yourself walking down the street. That's what he was saying. To her. That's exactly what he was saying. Because I looked it up later on and it's not like a super dangerous area. But for somebody who is oblivious like she is, he probably knows she's no situational awareness. She doesn't need to be out at night. Not just that. I mean, even April, you travel a lot. Same thing. Go to Africa. My mom's going to tell you, go do do your thing. But A, you're considered a tourist. B, you're considered a foreigner, even though, you know, my family's from there. There are certain places at night that, you know, you know what? People want, are going to want to take advantage because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So to be aware, be hypervigilant, know what you're doing in your surroundings, all the things. That's what he was saying. And she yeah. turns it into this, oh, I can't even ever leave the house. No, that's not what he said. I agree that she took that way too far. It's the same I'm sure it's the same in London. It's the same here in DC. Yeah. So then, okay, so picture this, you guys. Picture this. Sicily. Picture this, Sicily, 1968. Okay, so picture this. Dominican Republic, 2022. You're on a beautiful beach. You've got this wonderful, amazing view. The sun is setting. It's all just gorgeous. Taking that in, looking at your environment, enjoying the moment, walking hand in hand on the beachfront. No, this girl is like, complain, complain, complain. She's like, where are you taking me? Where is this? What is happening? I was like, um, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Because even though it was like a small clip and they were just walking to the restaurant, it was so beautiful. Gorgeous. So they get to the restaurant and obviously the restaurant is beautiful. You guys, it's right on the beach. They've got like the cabanas, the whole nine yards. And she has decided that she loves it. She thinks it's a beautiful place and she wants to be able to, to eat out like this every single night. And then I thought about how unrealistic that is. I was like, even if you're uber rich, rich people are not eating out every single night. They might yeah. order food in or whatever, but they're not eating out at fancy restaurants every single night. So then when he's like, oh, we could probably do this once or twice a month, you know, I have to budget. It's not cheap. And she's like, well, not every day. Yeah, Tion, that's not reasonable. And all. I don't even think that that's what she does at home by herself. I don't either. We didn't see any evidence of her living like that. No. Nah. Nope. So... Now, Why make you're instead of just enjoying enjoying this dinner, you're making him feel bad. Well, she made him feel bad this for all the episodes. Yeah, like just a terrible individual. I think she's selfish. I think she is ungrateful. I think she has unrealistic expectations. I still don't understand where she's thinking all this money is coming from. She knows that he lives in the Dominican Republic. Right. She knows his lifestyle and. I also have looked at her lifestyle and she ain't coming with all that. She's not Beverly Hillsing it out. She's not living in the Hamptons. She's not in, in, you know, 
living in south of France. You know what I mean? She's not doing any of that at all. No. Okay. So from what I saw, the little park that you and your mama went to and walking the dogs in the small little flash that we saw of the apartment you're living in. Like, I'm just trying to figure out, are you hiding the money? Yeah. Like, we're so highfalutin that you have this 700 this and the $500 this and the thousand pound this. Okay, you can buy all the material things, but that doesn't make you rich. That just no. makes you someone that's not investing your money properly because you're spending it on material things. But maybe she's living on credit cards while they live in a council house. I was going to bring it up again. <laughs> uh, I love the fact that we found out that he was a math teacher. I don't know. I just respected him um, more. All educators out there, I just have so much respect for you. Um, Same. And so they're at the restaurant. She's complaining. Uh, that there's no shopping or right close by. She's friends not close by. Family's not cl close by. Food is different. All like just complaining, you guys, and how like she doesn't want greasy. She this and that. This I'm just like, why are you so ungrateful? I I just you know he's planned a nice romantic evening for you, and all that's come out of your mouth has been complaint negative 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 uh where in the dr did she live before she was at a resort in one of the larger cities she never actually yeah i don't think she said lived off resort mm -hmm. okay so they have a romantic um evening and then the next day you know he's working she's complaining a lot and I was like, well, he's working. And you said you work remotely. So do you not have to work? Like, are you on vacay? Are you holidaying? I'm going to need some, some more information because the way you're talking is acting like you got nothing to do. Mm -hmm. So he comes home and his plan is that he has gone grocery shopping. Okay. Thought about all the things that she loves and enjoys. The foods and the drinks that she loves. And it's going to do a picnic on the beach and propose to her. Now, April, can you tell me one woman that would not enjoy a picnic on the beach, no matter how, like, haphazard it is, right? Like, for that person to go to work all day, then go to the market, buy the things, and come back because they are thinking of you. Who I have a sister. I have a sister who would hate it, but she would grin and bear it. And then just tell him later on, please don't ever take me on a date like that again. But she would, she would go through it for the day. But she hates being outside. <laughs> she hates being outside? Is that what you said? Yeah, she's not a big outside person. It's not, her, it's not her jam. I would love it. I mean, maybe this makes me sound ridiculous, but I had a road trip once with a guy. And when he picked me up for the road trip, he had packed sandwiches to have like in the car. And I thought that was precious. I loved it. I am a sucker for all that stuff. I'm a sucker for people that plan and people that listen to the little things that you say you like and enjoy and then remember and act upon them. Mm -hmm. And I clearly love beaches. So like this would right, be right up my alley. It really would be. However, it was not up Tian's alley. A, she doesn't like surprises. B, she's complaining that the beach is hot. The sand is burning her feet. She's hungry and she's angry. Okay, you're in the Dominican Republic. 
and like you have flip-flops on so like what is what oh but oh wait there's more i keep saying where are her flip-flops because she continues to complain about everything there's no uh they can't get um a banana or a umbrella because it's for the resort only so she's mad about that and then he pulls out um like her favorite lemonade but it's sugar-free so she's mad about that uh he gets a salad it's like a cob salad she's like i don't eat pork and then the biggest thing that i was like are you serious so then she's sitting down she's like and it's the wind and the sand i was like are you complaining to him about the wind that he has no control over is that what after saying that you were really hot right then says there's no knives the sand and the wind is getting in the food it's not hygienic it's not good enough she says it's annoying her she's had enough of this it's rubbish she says i was like oh wow so he did all of this and maybe it's not perfect april but it's the gesture it's the thought yes it is crystal says i would appreciate the gesture the gestures she's the kind of person who needs to carry around like a pack of raisins or something with her because she sounds like she just got way too hungry do that then but to me it sounds like she's just always complaining i think she, she does come off like she's always complaining it's what we've seen from her so far but in this moment i also think it's exacerbated by the fact that she was hungry and you just gotta i'm a hungry girl too dion tion you just gotta have a snack with you all the time because you can't take that out on other people but I'm, also I'm she's just a negative she's a negative person. she's a negative person but also when you're in the dominican on the beaches most times you can find people just selling stuff so like I don't know. It just seemed like she's choosing to complain rather than like make the situation better. Cause I would just, if that happened to me, it's taking a long time for us to find a place to sit. I would just be like, Hey, do you mind if we just grab something right here really quick? Or how about what the fuck? How about you have a whole baguette in front of you? You need a knife to cut it. How about just peel that bad boy off and stick it in your mouth and stop talking? Absolutely. Crazy? I'll do that. How I'll about you do that? Yeah. I, you make do with what the situation is like eating with your hands is not improper um that's actually the preferred way to eat in a lot of different situations so it's it's complaining needlessly all but i'm also like if i'm eating crab and i get a little shell in my mouth i'm just going to keep on chewing and swallowed i'm that kind of person so maybe that's why i'm indifferent about the sand i don't know uh, <laughs> i think i just think that nothing is good enough for her that's what i think and i think that she's ungrateful because here's what happens, you guys. She's she's had enough, she says. It's rubbish. She wants to go. So he entertains her. And not only does he entertain her, he takes her to a restaurant, you guys. And then, guess what? Oh, she's complaining that the food is taking too long. That the food at the restaurant isn't that good. It's not like the UK. Now, Crystal can attest to this. I can attest to this. April can attest to this. Listen, y'all. I love the UK. Love London. Love it, love it, love it, love it. You're not going to hear a foodie be like, oh, the UK is known for great food. Absolutely not. And if you don't believe me, you can go ahead and just, oh, I don't even want to, I shouldn't even say this, but it's all very gray looking. It's all gray looking. It's 
one shade of gray or brown. I remember my first time watching the Great British Bake Off, the whole time I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm telling you, you're eating a lot of beans, fish and chips. It's a lot of just gray and brown, t shades of tan, like just very basic. Yeah. Not, not like, Diana, listen, I understand. Beige food. Beige food. Take yourself to the picnic, though. You can. Uh, as a single woman in my 40s, I would love for a man to take me on a, a beach picnic. Oh, that's so sweet. But, but take yourself. Like, have fun. Pack your foods you want and go ahead and take yourself. Don't wait. Don't wait for somebody else to do it for you. Hey, Raydella. Hey, Raydella. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, so she sucks, in my opinion. She's just... She complains too much. She's a negative Betty. I'm not here for it. And so here the guy has, David has taken, tried to take her on a romantic date at a fancy restaurant, planned a picnic. She didn't like that. Took her to another restaurant. She didn't like that. And now because he knows that she likes shopping, decides that, hey, I'm going to try to take her shopping and she's complaining about that. She hates she hates the shopping. She thinks the clothes are ugly. She thinks the stores are, are awful. Um, and he literally said to her, why are you still mean I gave you food? It's just terrible. It, and her expectations are unreasonable. And her attitude in the face of not getting exactly what she would see in the UK is her her reaction is un, unreasonable. There are very few uh, redeeming things that could possibly turn this around. Yeah, so he didn't propose to you guys because he's like, bump that. This lady is awful. She's complaining. He literally shuts down because he's like, I've done all these things. I'm, I'm going above and beyond. And he probably planned, you guys, he's a teacher. You know, teachers don't make that much. And right. He saved his money so that he literally said that so he can impress her because he knows that she's trying to be highfalutin. And here, here she is being so ungrateful and then has the audacity to turn around and ask him what his problem is because sh she's fine. Well, I'm still in a good mood. What's your problem now that I've, you know, torn apart every single nice thing that you've tried to do for right. me this entire evening? Right. Like not saying a single word, not showing you any kind of affection or appreciation whatsoever. None of that. But I'm good. I'm good. What's your problem? Not a kiss, not a thank you, not a hug, not a like tap, tap, nada. April. Her name was April. I'll never forget it. <laughs> I think, I think she's, I don't even, I don't. I think she's worse than April. No, you don't have any feelings. I don't think they're in the same league. I think I didn't think April was terrible. I think Tiana's terrible. Tiana's absolutely terrible. April was dealing with some some issues that she could work on, but Tiana's is terrible. Uh, what we've seen from her so far, I guess we should say, is terrible. Oh, you think she's going to flip it and all of a sudden have, have some gratitude and be kind and nice and not a negative Betty? Maybe there's some outtakes or some background that we did not see. Let's just leave a little bit of room for that, a little bit of room for it. But 
everything that we've seen has been horrible. And um, I'm not really rooting for her. I would want somebody else to be partners with him because at least he's trying to put his best foot forward. Yeah, and he seems quite lovely, to be honest. You think about, like, how many gentlemen do you know that are are pay attention, they plan, they're trying, all the things that you say you love, they're trying to do, and, and you know, all on a budget. Like, I, just, I think she is not the right one for him. I don't think she's the right one for him. I don't think she's the right person to live in a place like the Dominican Republic. If you're going to choose to live there, you have to make some adjustments about what you want in life. Yeah. You don't go there if you want to maintain your life as a materialistic person. You That's the kind of place where you go. If you want to release yourself from capitalism, at least that's how I think of it. I want to release myself from these strappings like, you know I'm thinking about? Evelyn? No. Johan. Johan's. Johan's wife. Yeah. Libby. Oh, no, I forgot. And someone in the live chat will know. Crystal is <laughs> But yeah, like her whole thing was she was tired of living like the, the rat race of New York. Yeah. So she's moving to Dominican to be by the beach and have like a slower paced life and focus yeah. more on her mental health. And that's what I think of to go to the Dominican Republic, not Danielle. to- Danielle, yes. What did I say, Libby? <laughs> It's not the kind of place that you go to because you want to be shopping and be materialistic. Per her IG, she's lived in Santo Domingo, maybe studying abroad. Maybe. She's acting like she's never been there before, you guys, though. I mean, even in Santo Domingo, she's not going to find giant shopping malls. I'm trying to chalk it up to her age. I really am, you guys, but... Someone in the live chat said, you know, there are 21-year-olds and 20-somethings that are, you know, kind and lovely. And I agree with that there are. But that's not her. No, it's not. All right. Let's move on to Christian and Rebecca. Overall thoughts on their segment. I would like for us to see Rebecca go to therapy and for Christian to leave her alone. Same. Exactly what April just said. And the fact that this girl is blaming all the things on herself made me very sad. And I was like, they have a crazy trauma bond and she's, she is bonding her trauma from previous relationship marriage onto an exact same replica of something that didn't work out for her. And yet she's taking the responsibility. And the simple fact that they went from zero to a hundred where they were not, they don't know each other. They were not getting along. He was not accepting all the things to getting engaged blew my mind. So let's talk about it. Uh, So they go to lunch, talk about his behavior when she was performing the night before. He was super rude, red flags all across the board, calling her cashola um, and saying that it was just awkward for him and how he goes out with his friends and puts money in women's bras. And she's like, well, it's okay for you and your friends to go, but it's not okay for me to be actually the talent and make the money. Like make that make sense. Um, he's like, well, I didn't know that you, you know, uh, made money by dancing for guys. I was like, what did he think she did? I feel like that's exactly what she said she did. What, what is, what, what does belly dancing mean to you? So, 
She doesn't want it to affect their relationship. He says, we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, that uh, he doesn't know. And he says that, you know, for something so little, this shouldn't be something that affects us. And she's like, little? No, no. Dancing is a huge part of my life. It's a huge part of my identity. The simple fact that you're downplaying it and downgrading it makes no sense to her. And it hurt her feelings. And then this is where I was like, okay. As women, <laughs> April's like, oh, Dr. <laughs> Linda's in the house. Yes, I am. As women, I understand that, um, you know, we all want to find love. We all want to find happiness. We all want to be, you know, in the fairy tale. But what I don't want you guys to do is be afraid of being alone and settling for a relationship that doesn't satisfy all your needs, wants, and concerns, as well as it doesn't prioritize you. And I'm not talking about your man, your partner, whoever, your significant other satisfying you. I'm talking about you satisfying you. Mm -hmm. I don't want you women out there to lower your standards. I don't want you to tip off your crown. I don't want you to be like, hey, I can't be single because I'm going to be lonely or, you know, I'm at a certain age or all the things. Because you know what? When she literally blamed herself for taking Christian to her job, which she loves, which she's trained for, when she blamed herself, I was like, oh, no. We're not doing that because she's only blaming herself because he's uncomfortable. Now, mm -hmm. if he's uncomfortable, those are his issues because mm -hmm. she was up front with him from the get-go. So if your significant other is uncomfortable with anything that you do that you've already told them and talked about before you got in a relationship with them, then that's on them and that's not on you. So that was the first thing that I did not appreciate about this relationship. The second thing that I did not appreciate is that she starts crying because she, now she's taking on guilt that she should not have. And he's like, well, is this going to be an issue? Is what going to be issue? The job that paid for the visa that got you over here, the job that's paying for the bills and the lights and the food that's going in your belly, the job that is taking care of all the things because you're not working for the 60 days that you're here on this visa visa. So explain to me exactly what's going to be the issue. I I felt like he was basically saying, are you going to quit? Oh, yeah. He's, he's trying to emotionally manipulate her. Yeah. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it either. I would want for her to be comfortable. I want for everyone um, to be comfortable with the idea of being single until you meet someone who actually improves your life, not somebody who complicates your life. And you get to decide what that improvement is, but I I hate the fact that I'm in my 40s too, Diana, she's in her 40s. I'm just starting to see more and more of my friends settle with men who are not um, improving their lives. And I'm not saying like you have to, they have to be paying for something or, you know, whatever. But like, if you're not helping me emotionally 
if you're not helping my physical life improve, if you're not having my financial, like if you're not improving my life in some way, but you're just creating problems, I don't really see what the benefit is. I think that if I, if I have a partner and I get sick, I should know, okay, I have someone who's going to be able to take care of me. I should know that you could do that. And if I can't rely on you for that, then what's the point of me having you as a partner? I should know that if I get laid off of my job and I'm out of work for a month or two, that you can hold things down. If you can't, what's the point of me having a husband? Like I just, and if something happens to her, what can he do for her? He can't, he can't support her. He's not even encouraging emotionally or mentally. Jose is not either. Um, we'll get to the other couples, but like somebody, your partner should be improving your life. Diana says, yes, exactly, April. Yeah. And it's really sad. I mean, like, I'll just, I'll shut up about it in one second, but it's really frustrating because I feel like my friends that I see getting into these kind of marriages, they're not only complicating their own life, they're complicating our relationship. How do I maintain a good girlfriend relationship with you in that situation? I don't want to hear about all the horrible things that he did or said or how he's not helping you. Why is that part of my job now? I hear you. I agree. Okay. I'm just done venting. <laughs> no, I think that these are important conversations that we have to have. So Rebecca invites him to see her for a second time because she feels like this different environment where there's going to, it's at a restaurant. There's going to be, uh, men and women there that he will be able to appreciate the fact that this is her creative outlet. He's not going. She's like, I really want you to be there. He's like, no, that's my final decision. No, I will. Ne and he says, I will never go and see you perform again. And I thought, hmm, if that's not another red flag, I don't know what is. It really is, because if you choose to date someone who's in performance arts, you should be the first one there to support them, right? 100%. 100%. Until they cheat, because they will. I'm just like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, you know, then. that old stereotype about actors and musicians. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. She should, he should be want, he should want to see her perform, right? Listen, and be proud. Your partner should be your biggest cheerleader. If you go perform and there's not one person there, your partner should be there cheering you on saying, babe, you're doing a great job. Yeah. And if that person is like, no, I'm not ever going to go watch you. Then you need to think about, they don't really care about you because they don't care about your interests. No. I mean, whatever you do, the person you date should be interested. I've had guys ask me like, can I go to court with you? No, you can't. It's private, but it's still cool that you asked. It won't stop at this job, Crystal says. It's showing he won't support your passions, period. That exactly. Part. So she's been in a situation before and she recognizes it. And you guys, I always tell you, you need to listen to your gut. Your gut is is protecting you. Your gut is saying, red flag, red flag, red flag. Your gut is what you need to be listening to and 
for the simple fact that she recognizes that she's been here, done that. And they even did a whole slideshow of her ex and all the things and how terrible he was to her. And he left her and he made her stop dancing all the things. And then she wants to tell us that Christian reminds her exactly. They're very similar. So she sees it, but she's not acting. She sees the connection, but she's not acting on it. Yeah. And then it goes on and says, you know, uh, she's understand because like I said, her dancing is paying for all his stuff, the visa, all the things. And yet she realizes that this is a big red flag, but she's going to ignore it anyways. No, friend. That's, that doesn't make sense. No. Uh, Becca says it comes off like he's going to pressure her to quit dancing. Exactly. Uh, Crystal says, my exes could probably deliver babies. No issues there. Because they asked you so many questions about the process. Like they showed interest in your your work. Yeah. That's how it should be. So she's all torn up. She's really upset. She doesn't know what to do. So she's going to go ahead and meet her co cousin, Holly, who seems to be a straight shooter. Rebecca says how she, uh, frustrated she is with Christian. Um, and her cousin's basically like, yeah, you don't want to go there again. You're saying all the things that I've heard before. I've seen you go through it before. This ain't it. Um, and then they talk about how her first husband stopped her from dancing and how it's all a mess. So again, the red flags are flagging, but you're making excuses to, for what? Like, I'm trying to understand, like, she's a beautiful girl. She's got her thing going on. She's been there, done that, and then some. And, you know, she's talked about being unlucky in love and all the things. So then why not take some time to heal from that and figure out how you're not going to repeat the mistakes of your past? I have an answer for this. So I grew up very religious. And so my decision to get married had to do with, like, religion. But when my friends started getting married older who did not grow up religious, I didn't understand like what was the pressure? Why, why are they choosing to get married to people who are not great partners? And somebody had to say to me, like, there is still a societal pressure for women to get married, even outside of religion. I had not even really thought about that before. And so the ability to say my husband for some people or my fiance for some people outranks whether or not they're actually a good partner interesting yeah i had somebody somebody explained to me because i was like i am not really understanding i'm not getting it you could just have you want to have a kid you can just have a kid but there's still some parts of society where you are looked down on if you have a kid and you're not married so that's the understanding that i've come to at least where it pertains to some of my girlfriends hmm. that's interesting i'm gonna have to think about that um, so she also brings up while talking to cousin Holly that, oh boy, Christian met a girl in Norway after Rebecca got off the ship and he didn't tell her about it. She found out on his Instagram stories because he posted them out for drinks. I was like, I mean, I don't know how many times I can say red flag. Like, I don't, I mean, I just don't even know how many times. I do know people that have, have worked cruise ships, and I'll tell you this, it, it there are people 
at every port. Not only are there people at every port, there are people on your ship. And yes, you're not supposed to fraternize with the guests, but guess what? It happens all the time. It does. And guess what? There are little flings, and as soon as you, you're like, oh, your cruise is over, bye for now. <laughs> See you never. Right. It's just a, a vacay bay. Yeah, seven day, six night vacay bay. That's right. So uh, she's a little upset with that. She's dealing with some trust issues. She's dealing with some jealousy issues. Um, my note literally says, go with your gut, girly. If you think something's going on, there's something going on. Um, and when you start to deny your gut and start making excuses for the person that has bad behavior and is acting poorly, then that's when you're going to continue to miss all the signs. And something you know, terrible is going to happen. And you're going to have your heart broken. Um, so we flash forward to him working out, he's at the gym and he talked about how, you know, people who say that they work out to be healthy are liars. He works out to look good. Uh, and then I flash back to remember April, the very first episode that we met him, he talked about how he's a good looking guy and he gets all the women and he can't believe he's going to be settling down all the things he's going to have to see. And the devil and angel thing he said, but he's still going to listen to the devil side of him. Do you remember all of that? Yeah. He, he, he let us know who he was right off the bat, right off the bat. Let's not forget that. Okay. So all, and, and the simple fact that he said that, you know, um, Someone else talked about this, but hard, hard to have a great standard of living in Argentina. He talked about that and how he wants to have a better way of life. And that's one of the reasons he wants to move to the UK. He literally said that. Yeah. Hence, oh, you're going to marry someone that you don't know. And you guys are fighting the like right off the bat. Yeah. It, it just, I, don't, I don't know. In this case... I, I normally don't like say this because I think it's okay to like pursue two things at once. But in this case, I don't really think he's with Rebecca for the relationship. I think that he's look, it's just an opportunity for him to establish himself somewhere else. 100%. 100%. And a lot of these cases, I think the person actually, they, they like the person that they're with and they want a relationship and they also want that opportunity. In his case, I don't even think he likes her. Agreed. So she confronts him about the girl in Norway. Um, and it's a big, disgusting, hot mess. He's like, you need to trust me. What am I to you, a caveman? And then, you know, I just referred to all the things he said about not settling down. And basically, like, he's going to always be a cheater. He said that in the first episode that we met him. So mm -hmm. when you're asking the rhetorical question, because I really do think it's rhetorical, if you think I'm a caveman? Well, no, but she doesn't trust you because you literally just said, don't trust me. <laughs> I, I mean, I just, you know. You did, you did everything that you could do to make somebody not trust you. Right. So, oh, red flag is my note again. And then, you guys, I don't appreciate emotional manipulation. I don't appreciate it one bit. And it was glaring in this 
little argument that they were having because she confronted him. And I personally don't think that he was telling her the truth because when she was like, oh, so my own eyes are lying to me. Like I saw, I saw the alerts on your phone from this mm -hmm. girl. And then he wanted to say, well, you must have then gone into my phone and deleted them because I haven't seen them. And, and then took it a step further, you guys, and flipped it back to her belly dancing. At least I don't dance for money. I really hate that. I hate when people try to look down any kind of dancing or sex work that way because we're all selling our labor. We are all selling our labor. I'm not any better than someone who dances because I sell my labor by sitting at a computer and filling out paperwork. I'm not a better person just because of that. And the fact that, you know what, you want to twist this and make this about me and try to make me feel like I'm a terrible person, try to go ahead and lay down the foundation for, I think it was Becca who said that he's going to want her to quit her job at some point. He's going to want her to quit her passion at some point. And so he's starting to put all these digs in, digs and digs and digs in to dig into her confidence into her beliefs, into her love. And that's the part that I think is disgusting. It's even more sinister than that because he doesn't really like her. He doesn't want to be with her. So he will have her leave her passion knowing that he's going to leave her. That part. Leave her in shambles. Awful. So <clears throat> it's been a few weeks. Okay. Arguing a lot lately. He literally says he's sick of talking about the same thing, which again, to me, you guys, is another red flag. If you can't communicate and get past your issues and continue to communicate about them until you get past them, then I don't understand. So we're just going to stop talking. We're going to stop communicating and act like the issues is going to magically disappear by itself. So He says, you guys, it's weird that he's going to marry someone he barely knows. Now, <laughs> let me tell you something. Everything we just said, where he is marrying for opportunity, it's verbal diarrhea out of his mouth. And you guys, people will, will tell you who they are. You just need to listen to them. Mm -hmm. They will continue to tell you because he can't help himself. Mm -hmm. He's doing all the things but saying all the different things because he has an end goal and he wants to get to that goal. So <sighs> they go on a date night. She thinks she's the problem. And my note literally says what? Right? Because again, now she's internalizing all the doubts that he has started to create in her life. Right. Plus, she's bringing past trauma of her previous relationship forward in this relationship, because guess what? This dude is exactly like her other dude. So mm -hmm. she is mixing the situation. But she wasn't at fault in the other situation either. But it's no. making her feel that way. That's right. That's right. So they go on a date night uh, to talk about their issues and 
I don't know what happened. Like, I'm just, it was a complete 180. All of a sudden, they're great communicators. They realize that they need to continue to communicate and trust each other. And how he's like, I will never stop you from belly dancing because I know it makes you happy. Um, and, you know, I'm going to work on trusting you with that and coming to see you. And she's like, I'm going to, you've never done anything to make me doubt my, well, what did I, did we not just watch the same show when you said he hasn't done anything for you to start doubting him and have a lack of trust in him? He's the same dude that met a girl in Norway at the port after you left. Didn't tell you about it, but posted about it blatantly in your face. This is, this is the strength of the belief, I think, that she has, that she must be married, that she must be chosen. That's how strong this pull is for her that she's going to ignore all these things that her eyes saw and her ears heard just to be chosen and married. So terrible. Very terrible. Have a bowling night. He's terrible at it. She's great at it. 39.74, he loses. And then he's like, oh, I hate bowling now. Um, and then here's something that I didn't know that he said that if there are any Argentinians out there, I would love, really love to know, and I can Google it, but I would love to know from you anyways. He is ring shopping. And April and I have talked about the whole ring shopping situation and, you know, get what they love, get a colored ring, all this thing. Favorite color is pink, get a pink ring. All the you know, we talked about that. That is absolutely not how I feel. <laughs> but... I don't know how we got went from A to Z, but we're at Z now. So he's ring shopping. And then he says it's not a common thing in Argentina. In Argentina. Okay. One more time. He says it's not a common thing in Argentina to get engaged and propose. And so I want to know, what do y'all do? First of all, is he correct in saying that? So someone and then in the replay, in the live chat... And if it's not, what do you do? I have a hard time believing it because it's so heavily Catholic. Yeah, I just thought I've never heard that before. Not ever. So but, if you guys know, let us know. Because yeah, I'm willing to be that. schooled on that. Same. So he basically goes into a ring store and says he, does, he doesn't know anything about proposing. What does he need to do? What does it look like? And I really had a Gino moment here because we went from looking at real diamond solitaire rings to looking at cubic zirconia and him making the statement that he's going to get the cheap ring because that's what he can afford because pesos to pounds is really like not a good um, conversion. It's depressing. Um but then this line that he used, well, she's the diamond and he may or may not tell her that it's a real diamond or not ever. There's no point in lying about it. There's not at all. Yeah. But I'm going to stick to what I said last week. I would rather you just not give me a ring yet and save up for one. Um, 
because I just think that the ring is important. Yeah, I um I understand that, and that like that's the thing. Like you date someone who knows your preferences and is willing to do that. Hey, Lori. Lori says I have an in law originally from Argentina. I don't know what what's going on with me right now. I call BS. She says. Yeah, I don't think it's true either. But in, in, there was a moment here where I sympathized really heavy with Christian because I remember the very first time I did travel to Europe, but my first time in Europe was to Italy. And when I exchanged dollars to euros, I cried. So like, I, I felt so sympathetic when he talked about exchanging his pesos. Like at this point, <laughs> like I'm an adult now, so it wouldn't be so traumatic, but I, I literally cried the first time. I felt so sad for him. I would go green rather than trying to just buy a cubic zirconia, though. You would do what? Because you froze. Oh, I would buy a unique ring. Instead of trying to pass off a cubic zirconia as a diamond, just get something unique. Dear future husband, don't get me a cubic zirconia. I'm, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want a unique favorite. ring. I want a diamond. Right. Uh, Crystal says, that's like David. Tian ain't gonna want that ring. Facts. I will be interested to see if she even knows. Like, is she, will she look at it and immediately know, or will she not? Because I just, I don't know. I'm just doubting this whole she's a rich story. She won't know, but she'll come at him because remember, she picked out her own ring that she wanted him to buy. So she'll throw that at him that this is not the ring I wanted. Uh, if he ever gets around to even giving it to her, we shall right. see. So, Christian, I don't know if I put Shane there. Christian plans a date night and she already starts crying. He has the British flag, the Argentinian flag. Tells her that she is appreciated, which I just thought was like him saying, I appreciate that you are about to uh, get me my visa so that I can go and live my best life, but I could be wrong. There was a the dessert, balloons, he gets down on his knee, proposes. Uh, she feels love and says, you know, in her life, she's been unlucky in life, but now she feels the luckiest. No, it's the same. I'm sorry, dear. Yeah, I felt sad for her. This is, oh, this is going to kill her. This is going to hurt her real bad. Real bad. She needs to take a break, though, because she was just married not too long ago. Like, you need to just settle all the way down, in my opinion. Yeah, just, just spend time with your good girlfriends. Spend time exploring your hobbies. Travel a little bit more. Please, your life can be very enriched without a man. Crystal said, I took it that way, too. Thanks for doing me this huge favor. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Shane and Mert. Yes, on to Shane and Mert. Fan favorites. Overall thoughts on their segment, April? I love Shane, Shama, and um, her desire to be honest with Mert's family and... Um, like having such a strong sense of not wanting to deceive people. I just, I really enjoy, I admire it. I admire it as well. And I think that 
the simple fact that she's living her life the way she wants to, and maybe perhaps in the past she hasn't. So she's like, I'm not doing that. I'm not living an untruth. I'm going to live my truth. I'm going to live my life. And I want you to be able to do the same. And in that, we're not going to be deceiving people. Let's just be honest about who we are. We've come this far. Mm-hmm. At least she's come this far. I, that's how I took it. That's how yeah. I took it. Um, a few weeks to their wedding. Uh, Mert still hasn't told his family about Shane and um, her gender. That's the way they put it. And here's where, and April and I talk about this all the time. Like you guys, you're setting your family up for failure and for discourse and for anger and, and, and fear and lack of understanding and all the things. So all the things that you don't want to happen, you're setting them up for, for that when the family's given you the blessing already. You already said that you're getting married. You've introduced the person to your family and yet you have this big thing that you've held back that didn't need to be held back. Like, I just just don't understand. Like, why are we not telling people things and then expecting them to be okay when we just flash it on them? It's better to you, in my opinion. I mean, you know your family better than me if you're out there listening. But I feel like if you just give people things as soon as possible and just let them work through it, they do better than being surprised. And surprise last minute. Yeah, and and surprise last minute. It's right and on camera. And on camera, and like I would feel so deceived if my child decided to go on TV and do a whole show about how I don't know something about them. Yeah, it's terrible. And then they finally tell me. And people don't normally react to things that could be sensitive in the moment the way you want them to react. And I, I can't think of the name of the show, but it was like to catch a cheater or whatever. And that show got canceled because they confronted a couple that was cheating. And then the guy went and killed the person because like, you can't be doing all of that in the heat of the moment. So I'm just saying, yeah. it's like, you can set yourself up for success. And if that person wants to accept it or not, then that's up, up to them. But at least you've given the opportunity to digest whatever it is that you're trying to tell them. Yeah. So the the parents have given the blessing for the wedding without being told the truth. Um, and Shane is like, listen, I don't want to feel like a fraud on my wedding day. I really want you to tell your parents about this. I want to walk into the wedding, you know, unburdened. And she talks to her mom about it. And mom feels the same way. She's like, you know, I feel like Mert's deceiving his parents um and he needs to stop doing that and we find out the parents are not actually going to be at the wedding but they're going to you know see pictures and video and all of that stuff you want to get this out of the way before you get married because can you imagine like what is that going to look like for them and then you're on international tv telling everyone the business but not your own family like terrible yeah um and then mert I thought this was interesting because he's like, he's worried that his family won't love Shane anymore if they, if he tells them about her gender. But I'm like, if I was the family, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be blaming Mer uh, or Shane. I'd be blaming you because you're the family yeah. member that kept yeah. it for me. 
you're the person that I've known my whole life that kept mm-hmm. it for me. You're the one who kept it. Right. And he's making it all like it's Shane's issue. But you are bisexual, Mert. So you don't need to necessarily be making it all like you're revealing Shane's secret. Yeah. <laughs> that purpose. And I've said that from the very beginning. I'm like, but look, can we shame this, shame that, and shame? And I want, I want to make sure that you know she passes and blah 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 the stuff. But like, can we talk about the fact that you're bisexual? It's like he he arrived in England and forgot it, um, because this whole focus has been on Shane. Maybe the focus is more on Shane because um, she's the one who wants to like tell the truth, and that's why they're focusing more on her. But I, I have something else to say about that later on. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's always made it just about her and not about them being um, and how like an LGBTQ plus Correct. couple. Correct. Right? So you're both bringing something to the table that it's about yeah. both of you. And when he finally did, you'll get to it. Sorry. Um, so he calls his mom and sets her up, right? Hope he will show some respect for what I'm about to tell you. I don't know how to tell you. Um, then says, Shane used to be a man, but transitioned to a woman. We kept it a secret. You kept it a secret. Shane has been living in her truth for a very long time now. You kept it a secret. And you're the one that hasn't even told your parents that you're bisexual. So can we, are we going to talk about that at all? No, we're not. No, he's not. And he's not intending to. Because the way that he phrased everything to his parents, or to his mom at least, was she's a woman now. So it's not, you mean, you don't have to talk about Shane's um, sexual organs, but um, there is a reason why the fact that you're a bisexual in this relationship is important. And so you can't just gloss over that. Well, I don't think you could just gloss over that and say, but Shane's a woman now and not expect later on for your parents to still feel deceived. Mom shocked. And Shane goes on, you know, you gave me life, so I'm telling you out of respect, which I was like, mm, I'm having a time with, right? Because you guys are just about to get married and you know, if you really respected it, you might've told her earlier, but here we are. <clears throat> Mom says, takes a minute, she tears up, says, you know, do what you want. May God bless you with happiness. I would never want to cause a problem for you. All the things. And so she she did her best in the moment, I thought. Shane and Mert are relieved because to them it's like a little bit like, hey, we did, you know, we told my parents or at least he told his mom. Uh, did you want to add anything to that? Because you not look impressed. I'm in one way, I'm I'm okay because I feel like it lessened Shane's nerves. Um, but in another way, I think that he put everything on Shane's shoulders and it shouldn't be. Mm. And I also think that as much as I like them as a couple, that Shane is doing a lot of the eating shit in this relationship. A lot of the heavy lifting, for sure. Yes. It's and I don't, I don't like it. 
That's fair. Yeah. I feel like you want to say something else. I did want to say something else, but like, I do like them as a couple together, but I think that Shane's openness about who she is is being taken advantage of. Mm. Like he knows that he can just put certain things on Shane and because she's so willing to be accommodating for his culture that she'll just take it. Mm. So it's like it's like the opposite of what we're seeing with the Americans. <laughs> the Americans, yeah. The Americans who won't be like accommodating at all, and Shane is being super accommodating down to what kind of clothes she's gonna wear. Yeah. But um, I just think he's taken a little bit advantage of it, and I want because I I like Shane so much, I just want to protect her a little bit. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> It's wedding day dress, wedding dress shopping day. Uh, and Shane is there with her family. And she went through a few dresses, but this is the one that she ended up loving. I think she looks amazing in it. So, 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 so lovely. Love the back of it as well. Oh, so pretty. Uh, and she just talked about you know, not wanting to look manly, wanting to make sure that she can find a dress that suits her body type because she feels like her body type is not like just like a regular body type. Um, and so, you know, everyone wants to feel special on their wedding day. And I'm so glad that she was able to find a dress that made her feel like it. Yes. You know? It's, it's hard to find a wedding dress that makes you look good because... I feel like some wedding dresses are designed to make you feel horrible about yourself. Even the sizing, like why is my normal size a six? But when I try on a wedding dress, I have to start with a 10. Like that's made to me, that's to make me feel bad. Right. There's no other reason for that. So yeah, I'm glad that she had a good wedding dress shopping experience. Cause it could have gone the other way. Easily. Easily. Last and certainly not least. Mercy and Michael thought. You know, I love Mercy. <laughs> you? What do you love about her? I don't know. Like, we first met her. She was so much, she's so lively and just, I love Kenya. And I just, I just swiped on everybody and I was just having fun. And I don't know. It just reminded me of that time where I was just like dating for food. <laughs> And so your overall thoughts on their segments? I think that they have very, very poor communication skills because you should be able to. Okay, here's what I want to say. I used to watch this therapist all the time. And one of his advice when he was working with couples is always assume that your partner has the best intentions. Whatever, like if you start at the baseline that your partner has the best intentions, then the majority of your conversations will go completely differently. So they have really horrible communication skills because they never assume the best out of each other. Never. She has great skin. That's all I can give her. That's what this is. <laughs> she does have lovely skin. She does I... have lovely skin. Okay. 
And I understand her loneliness too. She's lonely. We talked about this last week, April, and <clears throat> I'm really just going to try to just not, I've been really good today, actually, guys. I haven't gone on a rant at all. And I'm really Go trying ahead to and let it out. I'm not going to. I'm really trying <laughs> to enjoy Mercy, but I at some point she's gonna have to take responsibility for her own actions, her own choices. And the simple fact that I know that Michael said, Hey, listen, I signed you up at the gym, I showed you the train, I showed you the bus, and then you have all these excuses about how you want to talk about people in the UK are sad and, and lonely and not nice and you don't want to take the bus because of whatever, whatever. You have an excuse for everything. And at some point at your big age of 28, you should be able to, if you're so like, oh, I was on this app and I was swiping, just have fun. Then you should be that same, take that same energy and go out and meet some people, go out and do some things. And instead of being, oh, woe is me. I'm so lonely. I miss Kenya. And it's not like, it's not like this at home. Well, you're not in Kenya anymore. You knew that you were marrying a man from the UK and you decided that you wanted to go there and now that you're here you're not making the best of it but then you're going to try to blame your husband and you're going to say all the shitty things because you're sad and lonely nah that's not what's going to happen and then you're going to threaten how you might not want to get married to this person and you might leave and then you start cussing at him like you're all types of wrong sorry no sorry not sorry I'm not a fan right now because I think she's acting like a spoiled brat. And I think that she needs to take responsibility for her choices. Hey, Kayla. Hey, girl. Hey. You jumped right in when I was in the middle of a rant. Welcome. <laughs> I have a controversial question. Go. So, I, just in case you guys don't know, I used to be a foster parent. And my thing was always when I dealt with white people who were also foster parents, that your black foster child should not be the first black person you ever met. If you've never had any black friends or associates, you should not have a black foster child. That's my opinion. Okay. Or adopt one. Do you think that Michael should have had some black friends to introduce her to? Because there is a racial element in her having difficulty making friends. Why is it Michael's responsibility to have Black friends to introduce her to when it was also her choice to marry a white man and move to the UK, which is obviously different than being in Kenya? So, like, I, I hear what you're saying. And I'm sure that that probably would have made her transition a little bit easier. But I also think, too, it takes two to tango. And they both made specific choices. He decided that he was going to fall in love and marry this Black woman. And she decided that she was going to fall in love and marry this white man and move to the UK. And I'm going to stand by what? No. I'm going to say, A, my answer is no. It's not his responsibility. B, I still think it's her responsibility to go out and and do some things. He clearly said in this episode, he set her up for the things that you talked about. Well, she should, last week you said to me, well, not to just me, to everyone, <laughs> that he should have 
taking her to whatever the park taking her to this and showed her around and all the things mm -hmm. and i was like no that's her responsibility but then we found out that he did do those things and she's still moping around so there was one thing that i said that i think makes a huge difference at least for her that he didn't do i said if i brought my algerian here by the way, guys, this is a fake made up Algerian. He does not really exist. I'm super, super single, very single. But if I brought my imaginary <laughs> Algerian here, before he got here, I would find out, like, where can I get some good Algerian food? Where's Little Night? Because I'm in D.C. There's a little community of almost every single nationality here. Um, where, you know, can I help this person make friends to get comfortable to get started on having a life here i know linda doesn't agree but i think that would be very important what is mercy doing all day she has google can she google and be like hey i called my husband guess what around the corner there's a really great kenyan restaurant can we go there can we, and if we can't, can instead of bringing some fish and chips home, could you stop by there? I've already take, I've already placed the order. All you need to do is pick it up. I'm just trying to figure out why it's all, it's all on him when she ain't doing shit right now. Why is it his responsibility? This is a very fair question, but I'm not willing to make Mercy responsible for anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That being said, I'm going to just break down because it is clear we are going to have to agree to disagree. I was See, upset like, to find out. Well, I was not upset, but I. What were you going to say? I was going to say, unlike Tia and Mercy, is my prince. <laughs> no, I'm looking at you sideways. I love you, April, but you are clearly, yeah clearly you are not thinking with your full hat on so i was disappointed in this you guys so and i talked about it when we talked about their wedding i was like this is not a proper type of of african wedding and i showed you guys all the things so then i find out that they faked the funk so they got married in kenya but it wasn't official i duh <laughs> da -dum -dum. so now they're supposed to be getting married officially in the UK in a few days, but they've been arguing a lot. And she is talking about how the UK doesn't feel like home yet. She's lonely. She hates the food. She thinks that um, the people there are miserable and she misses her life, how she made a mistake. Um, and she says all these mean things to her husband. And of course it hurt his feelings and he had to step away because he loves her so much. And basically like you're saying that meeting me and marrying me is a mistake. Like if you want to communicate, don't communicate to hurt your partner. If you want to communicate because you're frustrated, don't take those frustrations out on your partner. Say, Hey, you know what? I'm in a dark place right now. And here's how I'm feeling and go from there. But the way she said it was like, oh, right. She hates everything, but I haven't heard her say what she's wanting. What do you want? What do you need? And Crystal, not only did she not say it, she's done not done anything. Go to the gym. She goes to the gym. She doesn't want to talk to anybody because she thinks all the UK people are miserable. Take the bus. They kind of are. Take the bus. 
you know what? April is speaking for herself. <laughs> you, know what, you guys, how she claims, you know, Canadian. She claims Euro sometimes. The Brits are not going to accept her now that she said. I would never try to be accepted by the British. You know why? Because I'm actually from Georgia, and I learned that I actually have a lot of hatred for British people. It's so weird how that gets ingrained in you as a kid, right? Isn't that really weird? But yeah, the first time somebody said something negative to me and I learned that they were from the UK, I just like blurted out all of these like random things that I learned as a kid about how you hate the UK because they sent all the poor people to Georgia and debtors. American education is really weird. April, I, I I learned something new about you all the time. Did you just say you hate British people? It's not really, but there is an embedded and taught hatred. Yes, there is. Oh. You have to talk yourself out of it. But I would never try to pretend like I was really British. I wouldn't. Are you kidding me? It's like almost worse than being American. These thoughts are purely April's thoughts. I have nothing <laughs> to do with them at all. I am, I am just listening. You're just here. You're just here. Okay, so. <clears throat> yeah, Mercy, you, you, you also have to participate in this process, darling. Yeah, I'm shocked too. Don't know what to say. Moving on. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> Canadians who love everyone. I'm like, did you just say you hate a whole group of people? Yeah, no, I, Lori is telling a story about her husband. I think that Irish people are completely different as well. Uh, I'm moving on. If you guys want to make some comments, go ahead and make some comments. <laughs> April will respond to you. And uh, I am going to continue to talk about Mercy, how she's just not making her her situation better, and she is expecting her husband to I don't know do what, change the weather, change the people, change all the things. So now she's not sure if she's going to go through with the wedding. She calls her sister. Um, talks about how she doesn't like it there, doesn't like the people, doesn't like the food, doesn't like the weather, uh, misses how it used to be at home. And sister says, you know, maybe you're the problem. Facts. Okay. Her sister knows her. Her sister knows exactly what's going on. Maybe you're the problem, she says. And you need to check yourself, her sister says. And she's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to get married and I'm going to, I'm going to do this and maybe I'm going to come back to Kenya. And the sister says, you're making a bad decision and you need to sit down and think about it. And you need to talk to your husband. Have you told your husband all these things? Like communicate, use your words. And instead of communicating and using her words, Michael knows that she has been a little subdued and unhappy. So he comes home early from work with the gesture that he's going to make Mercy a nice meal. And hopefully that will help her like just chill out she comes in guns a blazing you guys we need to talk and anytime you hear we need to talk 
Uh, ooh, Sue has a little crush on Michael. A little crush. You? Oh, we talked about this. Sue likes tattoos. Oh, is that what it is? Um, so she comes in hot, coming in hot, thinking about the marriage. She's not happy. She doesn't think that she wants to go through with it. And he's like, wait, what? And she's going to go back to Kenya. And ah, she's scared, doesn't know if she wants to get married because she doesn't know, quote, if she wants to be miserable forever. How would you respond to that? That was very hard. I understand that was very hard for Michael to hear. But if you want to communicate, assuming the best out of your partner, then your response to that is, I'm very sorry that you're unhappy. Is there something that I can do to help you with that? Is there anything else we can do to work on it? Or have you already made a decision? Instead, he starts yelling. No, she started yelling first. April, you need to go watch this. Just because she's your boo, you are you are rose-colored glasses, friend. She started yelling at him at first, and then he matched her behavior. And when she said that, quote, she doesn't know how to make friends, that's on you, boo-boo. You're 28 years old. That's on you, okay? He talked about how he, he showed her all the trains, the planes, automobiles, and she then says, I'm done. She says, F you fully. Yeah, they don't they don't talk nicely to each other. Listen, you know what, April? I'm gonna need you to um go and rewatch <laughs> that scene because there's no there's nowhere in here where Michael has done her wrong. Not wrong. I'm not gonna say that he's done wrong, but he does her not being happy is immediately converted into, so you don't want to be with me. You're not happy with me. She said it. She's, April. <laughs> she said that she's just not, she's lonely. No, she didn't. She, here are my notes. She misses her life. Mm -hmm. She thinks that this could have been a mistake. And then mm -hmm. his words are, are you saying being with me and marrying me is a mistake? And that's when he got his feelings hurt. Then she literally says, April, I don't know if I want to get married and be miserable forever. Mm -hmm. So have you already made a decision or is there something I can help you with? Right? No? So Michael has to take the high road and be the communicator while she can run amok and just talk crazy and say hurtful things to him. After he paid all that money for her dowry, brought her over, did all the things, tried to respect her culture, then came back to the, the UK, showed her the planes, trains, and automobiles, tried to make her a lovely meal because he sees that she's not happy yet she's just going to mope around because she misses how her life used to be and her friends and how she could swipe, swipe, swipe and just have fun when she could probably take herself outside, go for a walk, go to the gym, talk to some people, take a bus ride, go on an adventure and use her words and be like, instead of saying, 
instead of saying, I don't know if I want to get married and be miserable forever, say this. I'm scared. I don't know if I am making the right decisions here. I'm scared because I'm not assimilating as quick as I thought. I'm not sure if I have the tools to be the extrovert, to make the type of friends that you have to make as an adult because it's harder to make friends as an adult. And all the friends that I've ever had, I grew up with and I've known them forever. So I'm having a really tough time with this. And so because I'm having a tough time, I'm also starting to doubt myself because I know that if we get married, we're married forever. And I don't want to be this miserable version of myself where I just sit at the house and complain and make you miserable too, because I am projecting my misery, not only on myself, but on our relationship. If she talked like that and used her words, we're totally different, April. But that, is that was excellent, Linda. I am a good communicator. That was and really I, good. And despite what my mom says, where she says I'm a, I talk, a, I'm too long-winded. <laughs> I can communicate. So mm -hmm. if she was using her words like that, then I would say, April, I agree with you. He could be like, okay, thank you for sharing. I'm sorry you're feeling this way. What can I do to help you through this? And what can we do as a couple to move forward in our plans to get married so that we're both happy and live happily ever after? Mm -hmm. Yes, Sue. I don't appreciate it either. Tell April that. No, I don't like that either. They don't talk nice to each other. But this is how she talked to him when they had that argument over the phone, remember? Yeah, I don't, I don't appreciate it. And I I was like, you know what? If he's okay with it and that's just how they talk to each other, then I don't know what I'm supposed to say about it. Because that seemed like that's their that's their standard. They argue and say fuck you to each other. Like, Yeah, it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. I, would, I wouldn't be able to sustain a relationship like that. Not, not I. Not I. Not but I. Here, in this situation, like we know she's not using him for. <laughs> Have we ever had such a clear cut situation before where somebody is not trying to use the other person nope, for, for residency? Like we know that if she, if they stay together, we know that it's because she really likes him, that they really like each other because she yeah. is not trying to stay there. 100%. 100%. Guys, that is our show. We appreciate you guys. Don't forget to like and subscribe over here uh, at the Melanated Way. Hit that like, like, like button. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Head over to April's page, Holloway Legal PLLC. She's all about the travel, 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 and yeah. immigration stuff. You'll love it there, too. Um <clears throat> I'm revamping some stuff, you guys, just in general with the brand, the melanated way. So I know I've taken a step back a little bit, um, but I'm going to have some shows coming out fast and furious. I've just needed to revamp some things. Um, so stay tuned and we appreciate you. Toodles. Toodaloo.